out there in social isolation, welcome to Thrones of Game. This is the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the series backwards. Now, if you've never heard the show before, man, we've got some content for you to catch up on. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who is watching Game of Thrones for the first time ever, but in reverse order. Elliot, how are you, buddy? Oh, it's a great day, week, month, year to be inside. It sure is. You're 1.5 standard meters away. And we just watched season five, episode six, entitled Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken. Elliot, what just happened? Oh, well, in this episode. <laughs> Had a feeling. Uh, unboring. Oh. Wait, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah no. Um, <laughs> Unbinteresting. This sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, user, for everyone else out there, this is the episode where Marjorie Tyrell gets imprisoned, Callisbod and Tyrion Lannister get caught and sold into slavery, and Sansa gets married to Ramsay Snow. The Wedding episode! Yeah, one of the most controversial episodes of Game of Thrones. So we'll get into that. Oh, controversial. Why? Yes, sir. All right, we'll just we'll just tear this band-aid off. So the very ending, uh, where Sansa and Ramsay are alone in the bedchamber and he does his whole psycho bit. Mm. He's all like, No, Reek, I want you to stay and watch. Uh-huh. Uh. Uh, there was a controversial bit in the sense that the camera uh, it finishes focusing on Reek uh, rather than focusing on Sansa. And so a lot of people will lie angry that oh, this is, you know, uh, sexual abuse, but it's always about the man in the room. And I totally disagree because to me, this, that we're, we're reek at this point. We're yeah. powerless to do anything. And so it focuses on him because that's us. That's us sitting here watching this, unable to stop. Uh, look, I mean, I'm one of the most wokiest, progressiest fucking PC loony lefties that have gotten mad ever, but... <laughs> Oh, man, that's a bit rich even for me. That's what I felt. And, I mean, we were talking a few episodes ago, I can't remember which one it was, about how things can be more distressing when you can hear them but not see them because yeah. uh, audio is how we communicate distress as people. There's no hand signal for help me, but there is an audio cue which is yelling help. Uh, and so I think that ties into this, being able to hear what's going on but not see it first of all, fills in so more, more, uh, so many more terrifying blanks in your mind, but also I think is just more emotionally distressing and you, you feel that more. And like I said, uh, Reek at this point is the audience surrogate, and uh, yeah, that's my thought on it. Well, they've um, explained his connection to Sansa as well and mm-hmm. explained that there's family ties. He's known her from a young age. There's tension between Sansa and Reek at the moment, and like they're just under this fucked up regime. And yeah, Theon is having to play gimp to this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was about the art there. And if you were to focus on the female in that situation, it would just be a distressing rape scene. Whereas yeah. this one is distressing, but you don't actually see anything. Yeah, it's about the, what's happening and about the connections and the characters and everything else. And the fact that, yeah, he's doing his shaking and just bawling routine. It's, yeah, I think it, this is actually the only scene that I, had any sort of landing with me in the episode. And mm. I think it um, completed its desired effect. And I mean, yeah, I'm a man, so... I've got a different perspective in the mm. situation, so yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I don't know. But. Yeah, this aired, and a lot of people were like, oh, you know, we have to focus on you know Reek, don't we? Because it's all about him. And I was like, mm, no. Mm. But again, also, uh, you know, dude. So, yeah. what's your opinion out there? Yell it at your podcast player now.
Okay, well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so also I just want to kind of include the, you're not going to get this in the reverse watch, but in the forward watch, there was like this kind of weird hope because, you know, Ramsey's all excited about making this alliance by marrying Sansa. And you think, okay, maybe he's going to be like nice to her and she's not going to know about all this horrible shit because he's nice with her. He needs her as like an ally and an and a producer of his heir. And you think maybe that's the way it's going to go. And then nope. Mm. That just got crushed completely. So this was an emotional impact episode on the first watch through. Uh, But yeah, talking about this one being a bit of a snoozer, I mean, I have three main bullet points for what happens in this episode, and it's an hour of television where three main things happen. But we get lots of other little bits and pieces. So what was your most valuable part, Elliot? Oh, that <laughs> the thing we just talked about the okay. the thing where I said that one scene that landed for me yeah mm. that was the scene that landed for me I didn't even like Sasqueen in this episode she was a little little delay a little muted old Sasqueen she didn't get all her sass. she got a bit of sass in a little when- bit of homophobic sass yeah well she's very uh blunt I don't think she's phobic just more oh yeah just call them whatever don't care yeah okay uh that just seems to be later like there's this episode somewhere she someone goes oh we've heard rumors about your nephew and she's like yes he's a sword swallower so what <laughs> just doesn't you know it's just blunt with it eh, i guess she was by his side in the courtroom so mm. yeah, yeah. No, she got the one little fire off where uh she's like trying to get uh seesaw lannister to pay attention to her and seesaws are like oh yes the tart tongue of the queen of thorns and she's like oh yes and the famous tart queen <laughs> cersei yeah okay i'll pay that bit of sass it's just like ha nice speaking of seesaw though mm-hmm. we've got a bit of uh, crow to eat, or, I don't know, three-eyed raven to Do eat. We? What are we eating? <laughs> uh, we've been fucking up Lena Headey's uh, name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, we're an unconventional podcast, I've said that before. If anything, I want to apologise for not making more mistakes. <laughs> we've also been calling Bron Braun, like, for ages, but, um... And uh, Cersei Seesaw, and... Well, no, no, no. That was, Bron was an actual mistake of the fact that I could never quite catch what his name was. <laughs> Seesaw was a joke, but, uh... Yes, apologize. Like, seriously, in every episode we see Mormond and they call him Mormond. I'm like, oh, Kalasam has a name. Wait, I fucking knew that. I write this note for the last five <laughs> episodes. He has a name. To be fair, even <laughs> Kalasbod slash Joramamon has a bunch of nicknames like Captain Friendzone. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's nicknames are pretty common throughout this. So, okay, it's Lena Henley. Heady. Heady. So it's Heady, spelt. Heady, Heady, Heady. It's spelt Heady. So that's where I think you got Headley from. Yeah. Because that, that is a name, and mm. it's sort of like missing an L. And, yeah, and somewhere I just filled in the blank. But yeah, it is spelt like head, but it's pronounced he, not helped by the fact that, yeah, it's the same uh, uh, syllable sound, oh. but it's spelt E-Y at the end, so it's heady. Yeah. So you got two different spellings of the same sound. You know how I'll remember that? How? Because her house sigil is the lion, and heady, 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 heady. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yep, I'll pay it. <laughs> Lion sleeps tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Oh, uh, man, let's see. My MVP here... Uh, actually, no, cu- quickly cutting back to Sansa's bit, I did want to mention that most of this episode, we bounce from, like, Arya to Kalispot and Tyrion, back to Arya, it's back to, you know, uh, Littlefinger, Littlefingering about, back to Sasqueen, back to Littlefinger again. Uh, whereas when we get to Sansa, it is just all Winterfell throughout yeah. that entire bit, and I really like that that's an unbroken thing. She's having this little... Uh, bath and a chat with the psycho chick whose name is Miranda. Never trust a Miranda. Uh, <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, she is such a Charlotte. Yeah, weird. Uh, but she's all just like, oh, you don't want to get Ramsey. She's gone full salad fingers. So you don't want to get Ramsey pied. Mm. Oh, the others. Oh, they were so pretty until he murdered them. 
And yeah. Sansa gets like one little last moment of power when she's all like, what's your name? She's like, oh, Miranda, my lord. I don't know. How long have you been in love with him? Don't mm. try to intimidate me in my own house. Get the fuck out. Mm. No, I had her as a note, as well as Bob Cut Girl, that, yeah, these women are trying to pull the psycho routine, but mm-hmm. they cannot hold a candle to confess, lady. <laughs> no, no. They could all be like, oh, I'm ever so deadly when we go on these little hunts for Ramsey's fault. Confess. Oh, I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I killed my stepmother too. Confess. I'm the rare mother. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Confess, lady, forever. And then she cuts off her bob cut herself. Mm-hmm. That haircut is awful. <laughs> haircut. <laughs> cut hair. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I was just going to say quick notes. Names of things. Uh, so that place with the weird tree with a face in it is called the Godswood. That's a pretty good name. And also, apparently, the Bolton's home like castle is called the Dreadfort. I mean, for fuck's sake, how many clues do you need that someone is evil? <laughs> their, their banners are like flayed people. And they come from the Dreadfort. They're like, you know, a He-Man villain, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's straight out of 80s cartoon supervillain mm-hmm. writing. It's like that episode of Jessica Jones where um, she calls out... Uh, Kilgrave was yeah, that? Yeah. The, yeah, Kilgrave. Why'd you make that up when you were eight? Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like murder, death taken. <laughs> yep. All right. So my MVP on this one. Uh, I'm going to combine this with another one of our segments. Cock talk. What's that? It's this. It's cock talk. Yep. Uh, so basically, when um, Callus Bod and Tyrion. What's our current nickname for Tyrion? Uh, Barney Rubble. Is it Barney Rubble? I thought it had something to do with drinking or, uh, uh, or falling uh, over. Barney Tipple? I don't know. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Barney Bar- Rubble. Barney and, Stumble. Yeah, Barney Stumble. Um, when they get you know cornered by these slavers and they're all deciding what to do with them, like, ah, you know, we'll sell him to the salt mines. Just kill the dwarf. He's not worth it. Oh, take his cock, though. Dwarf cocks are magic. And his Tyrion's like, wait, 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 wait. Um, yeah. Do you have to? You, surely you must present the dwarf to the cock merchant before you. You can't just give it to him. How is he known? He's like, well, it'll be a dwarf-sized cock. And he goes. Guess again. Oh, that was just <laughs> such a... I like this man. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Bring him along. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me... Like, I I pay this scene as well mm. in the Sea of Boredom. But <laughs> this reminds me of... like Because I'm getting really into Battle Call Saul again. It's currently in its fifth season. It's pretty amazing. And watching... Because Tyrion and Sol have something in common where mm. they are the mouth. They talk their way yeah. out of situations. So watching the fucked up situations that the shows put them in and watching them, you know, then get back out of it, mm. uh, it's always entertaining. Yeah. And yeah, this is another great example of it where he's just like going to throw down his like, I'm rocking a tripod. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Pretty much. And no one checks, which yeah. is good. Or maybe they did. And that's just off screen. Who knows? Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's probably going to get my MVP. It's just a great little, yeah, tense moment of how they're going to get out of this. And I like they lean to the strength of the characters. You know, Jorah a fighter, Tyrion's a talker. He talks his way out of it, naturally. Yep. All right. And are we zipping up Cock Talk again for this uh, week? I believe we are. So zoop. that's all of Cock Talk. Uh, the other kind of moment I wanted to throw to as a potential MVP is a great little back and forth between Littlefinger and Cersei, which is like all just subtext. Mm. And I enjoy that when, um, you know, they're talking about things that you haven't seen yet but um you know there's just uh oh yeah one's choice of companions is a curious thing kind of you know looking at uh cersei it's like yeah i know you're banging your brother and she's all like oh yeah and it's so unfortunate that your wife met with such an end Mm, but now you're in power well isn't that nice and he's like yep that's nice isn't it yes yeah 
Like, even though I was sort of drifting in and out of this scene, I do like it again for what I was explaining on a previous episode where Cersei's the kind of person that, you know, will make you snap. She's mm. not going to be the one who snaps herself. Yeah, so yeah. seeing that something that does make her blood boil is... Just- provokes her just a little bit because yeah she's got a bit later when they're in the whole trial of loris where she's all like oh no how can you say these things this is the queen Uh, and you're like we get it you bitch (laughs) yeah oh no you can see she's playing 3d chess like Mm -hmm. like whereas little fingers just a bit sort of raise an eyebrow at certain things he says like yeah you can see the gears turning in cersei for sure. And yeah, I do like some of uh, Littlefinger's lines when he gets confronted by the Faith Militant. And he's oh, like, yeah. Oh, come on now. We both sell fantasies. Mine are just entertaining. Mm. So is he a brothel owner? Is that yes. what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You'll get to that eventually. I did find out that uh, the reason there's not a lot of nudity in this, they're like all in the first two seasons. So when we get there, everywhere, the nudity. But for this episode, there was none. Nope. That's my third question. Nudity. That's end. That's, <laughs> that's over now. Zip that up faster than cock talk. I know. Well, I mean, that's why I had to spend so long on cock talk today. <laughs> um, yeah, what else we got here? Oh, yes, the one bit of violence. Oh, my God. Uh, Q Thanos quote, all that for a drop of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to learn that maybe the sand vipers or sand snakes, I'm not sure, and I'm not going to look it up. Deal yeah. with it. Um, I think they The might... sand heads. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might suck. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's a three-on-two fight here. First of all, okay, so I'm not even sure what they're doing, but something. They're trying to get Marcella for some reason. Mm. They all chuck on, like, ninja gear, and it's like, it's pretty fucking obvious who you are. I don't know why you have ninja face coverings on. You all carry signature weapons. Like, people know who you are. This, all right, and I don't want to besmirch the name of Mortal Kombat, Mm. because I love Mortal Kombat. I know unironically and ironically at the same time how yeah. do i do that yin yang it's part of the yeah. dragon symbol i, in I the do Mortal the same Kombat thing with sigil. the resident evil movies man exactly but i'm watching game of thrones here mm-hmm. i don't really want mortal Kombat in my game of thrones <laughs> and that's what i felt this fight scene was it was fucking silly like yeah it was totally mortal Kombat. each of the ninja chicks had their three different weapons mm-hmm. and it was all flippy loose and like near misses and clang clang and no actual hits Mm -hmm. until a fucking single tiny little cut on an arm yeah stop the fight we (laughs) must impress this has gone too far fucking Mm -hmm. hell yeah like i said i think they they actually suck because this is a three-on-two fight yeah you got bron there who's awesome you got jamie lannister who's fighting with his offhand um and you know this they they have the numbers they have you know the training and skill apparently but uh no they just they they get one cut in yeah that's it out of curiosity, when Jamie got his arm cut off, I know mm-hmm. you don't want to get into spoilers. Backshadowing, yeah. But did he happen in that scene yeah. to then try and fight with his decapitated hand, aka his off hand? Ha <laughs> ha, no. <laughs> Imagine that, fighting with his off hand, with his off hand. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> I had to make wordplay good. <laughs> you good indeed. <laughs> but yeah, this whole scene starts with a bit of Marcella and Tristane having some like a Rolio, Jumi- Romeo and Juliet kind of moment. It's like, ah, oh, mm. <laughs> I remember how this happens for you. Poison and a spear through the face. <laughs> spear to the face. Mm-hmm. I get a bit more of Bron singing. He's super good. Yep, yep. I was excited. I was like, oh, who has an unexpected, lovely, oh, what a lovely singing voice this week. But yeah. no, it was just Bron again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, doing his buddy cop routine with Jamie. <laughs> uh, uh, 
it's just such a shame because like uh I, I just wish i could have liked this scene that much more but there's just such an overabundance of talking in this episode and especially when they'd already been talking with two people walking through a valley and yeah. talking on a beach and talking in a box and mm. <sighs> talk and talk and talk and all the goddamn talking. talking in a hole and talking mm. under locks i don't know all right but yeah we also get a bit of aria cleaning bodies and being a bobcat in a black smock and uh this was all just stuff <laughs> yeah what's well, up is you've seen all the big reveals this would have been cool in the forward watch of going downstairs to the big room of faces i suppose i do want to know how they get to those faces because there were no ladders in that room and they were high up yeah <laughs> so reveal your secrets you freaking weird place well we've even seen when Arya's able to just sort of peel face after face after mm-hmm. face like maybe there is like a rotating system like at a laundromat when you know the little uh coat rack thing that brings mm-hmm. you a suit around yeah maybe. when you get it dry maybe there's, a, there's just a guy who's like yes what can i do for you that face up there right back in the diff. <laughs> it's like a big hook kind of lifts it down there yeah oh yeah so what was with the girl the orphan no not orphan sorry the sick girl that, that uh, dude okay. brought in. the sick girl the dude brought in that was a whole you know because Ari is telling um you know, uh, Jesus Assassin. I don't know if we got a name for him yet. Ooh, ooh. Assassin's Creed guy. Because uh, he was trying to do his own bit of confess lady in this episode. A little bit. When, Lies. Lies. So because I've been referring to him as the dude, a.k.a. the big Lebowski, I've mm-hmm. r- r- called him now the big Lie-bowski. Okay, well, run with it. So, yeah, she's because uh, there's that scene where she's talking to the big Lie-bowski, uh, and he's, you know, t- she's telling the story of how she got here and throwing threading in some lies to see if she can, you know, trick him, and he's, you know, whipping her with a stick and saying lies. Mm. Um, and then later on, when this sick girl is dying, she makes up a story and tells it to he- to her to make her feel better, and that's kind of like her succeeding in that task. You know? Oh, okay. That she's learning to become no one by you know giving false uh, information, but naturally as though it was real information, sort of like acting itself. Right. Mm. So I mean, the whole the whole thing does start with bitch face Bobcat giving her backstory, and then being at the end like, was any of that true? You, know, so you don't even know. See, I'm that good. I'm like a shadow. I'm gone. Wow. Wow. Except not as fun because that, that, well, that, I called a bitch face bob cut for a reason. <laughs> and neither of them went to join the theater troupe later in the seasons, you know. Wasted opportunity. Spin off show, theater troupe. <laughs> Just having good times traveling across the ra- land doing plays. But it's like how, like, the unit 101 for this course to be a faceless assassin or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that credit will transfer over into your acting degree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of assassin, a little bit of acting. It's all the same, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's combat theater training. That opens mm-hmm. you up to, yeah, um, fight scenes and stuff. Yeah, I do genuinely wonder how many celebrities could actually throw down from just training in for movies. Yeah. Because they, le- <laughs> they do learn, like, a lot of skills and sword fighting and stuff. So surely that transfers. Yeah. You know, apparently, what is it, Daniel Day-Lewis, when he was playing a boxer, was actually, like, his trainer got to the end and was like, dude, you are literally good enough to actually go into fights now. <laughs> if you want to change careers, I'll, I'll be your coach. <laughs> apparently. Oh, that, that'd that be amazing. It, mm-hmm. It'd do much better than his shoe cobbling business. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah, what's his fighting name here? Oh, uh, Daniel. Oh, oh, my, um, my left hook. Oh, because he was in my left foot, I'm guessing? Yeah. There you go. Um, Stinkin' Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I got there. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Puncher Daylights Out Lewis. <laughs> I just realized how tacky my first suggestion was, giving uh, that I grew up with my brother, Lincoln, mm-hmm. who, yeah, that was his, the bane of his existence, that nickname. <laughs> oh, Abraham? <laughs> no, Stinkin'. <laughs> oh. I mean, 
Smelly at Stinkin' Lincoln. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> oh, and then my oldest brother, his initials are B.O. Oh, shit. <laughs> I never realized your that. Your parents had a vendetta, man. <laughs> It'd be like, here, Miss O'Neill, here's your new baby boy. And, oh, he smells a bit. That's, that's pretty normal for babies. Babies smell weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they talk about, you know, their poop doesn't even stink. Oh, it does. Us O'Neill boys, their poop stank <laughs> three times as much. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, it's good to be number one at something. <laughs> uh, and this whole scene ends with Arya just being like, nope, not playing this game anymore. And, you know... uh, what was his name? Abra... Uh, Libowski. Libowski. God, I got confused with Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Libowski's like, we never stop playing. And I'm like, ha it's like D&D. <laughs> Don't care if you were done, we never stop. And he was just <clears> like, no, Sandy, it's only the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Always only the beginning. Thrones is the word that yep. you uh, We also get a bit of... No, I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's made up, so fuck it. Valamagulus and Valamaharis, which <laughs> I've referenced before, which is uh, all men must serve, all men must die. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a weird back and forth they've got. I think it's High Valerian, but I'm not sure. I thought you were saying names of people then. No, no, no. There's, because there's also Dario Naharis, and that's what I got confused with Valley, Valamaharis, because come on! Mm. Uh, but that's the, the dude who hangs out with, um, you know, out of Dan Brady a bunch. Who we got no Dan Brady in this episode? Or John Bumshovey. Yeah, this was, I think that was probably what was making me a little bit more bored with this is because, like, each episode of Game of Thrones, as far as I know, has been, like, these little vignettes about, Mm. you know, five to seven different locations. And so for this one to go back and forth between, you know, only three, Mm. you know, it's fine. It's just that no massive events were happening in either. Yeah. Like, it's all very sit-down and talky. Like, even big events like a wedding or a court scene, like... the end of the day i hate saying that because it, uh, you can summarize things at any time of day it doesn't have to be at the end i of like the day. to summarize things at midnight sometimes <laughs> so in the middle of the night <laughs> you know these are still sit down and talky scenes so yeah they yeah, didn't you, feel like they were advancing much you do have the disadvantage of knowing who the important players at the end are going to be yeah true true um, but hey, this is the format we've chosen and we are sticking with it, goddammit. Well, that's why I really commend the last scene as well, because again, it's very hard for me to get a lot of attention from these mm. scenes knowing the outcome. But yeah, from the moment that, you know, Sansa got to the end of the aisle from uh, to the credits, I was, yeah, I was on the edge of I, my recliner. Yeah, I mean, regardless of your thoughts on the uh, episode, it's uh, well shot, it's well scored, very intense, very well acted. Yeah, yeah. they stuck the landing on this one. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I'm like really running out of notes. All yeah, I've got, I, l- the only major notes I've got left is about the courtroom scene. I literally think I'm out. So, <laughs> what are your notes on the courtroom scene? Oh, just that it happened. <laughs> so, the queen that they take away, that's the person that's been in prison as yeah. far as I've seen so Marjorie far. Marjorie Tyrell, yeah, who gets blown up in the sept. Yeah, much like, you know, when Lena Headey, oh God, that I almost went back to the old one. Headey. <laughs> Heedy, heedy. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that'll never change now. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I saw her get hair in reverse mm. and I didn't know it was her for a second. Same with the Queen. I was like, oh, she's all doled up, is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, fair. Marjorie Tarwell is a lot of fun. You'll, mm. uh, you'll get some stuff with her. So, uh, uh, that's almost another shame, you know, seeing where it went because I think I don't like the Arya stuff as much because I haven't been a big fan of any of that storyline. You know? Yeah, well, the last two seasons really flubbed all of it. Yeah, and then, yeah, same with the Queen. Her end sort of came to such a sudden fizzle that, I don't know. Yeah, well, hardly a fizzle. That was a very large explosion. 
But that was I just... mean in the sense that it was a fizzle until it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, no, well, that was just such a big shock for everyone because they're like, okay, she's out of out of prison now, and they're still having these little power struggles, and boom. Yeah. All oh, right. Well, fuck. Yeah. And then Tom Tom and Swan dives out of the uh, window, and that's the <laughs> end of that chapter. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm out of notes too, man. It's uh, that's that's all the things I got. Well, then we must ask our final question: How did we get here? Oh my goodness! How did we get here? Do you know what the? Do you want to know what the title of the next episode is? Oh yes. I don't know what it is. Do you? <laughs> I know you got them half written down. So in poor handwriting. Uh, yeah, may as well for the listener. One night I had trouble sleeping, so I decided to get my Game of Thrones notepad and write down all the season and episode titles, mm-hmm. um, just so I'd have them on hand. But, of course, I wrote them, you know, at 3, 4 in the morning or something when yep. I was really tired but couldn't sleep. So, they're hard to read. I'm pretty sure it says kill the boy. <laughs> like, that kill is a little hard, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to check. That seems surprisingly blunt. <laughs> so, I imagine they kill the boy. Who's yep. the boy in this situation? You know, because... Yeah, I'm- it's literally kill the boy. Okay, well, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> That's actually something I need a clarification because I'm allowed to clarify events yep. that I've already seen. Yep. So what happened to the uh, guy who got convicted of buggery and uh, fornication? And what did they also convict him for? Graffiti. Like they had to, they tacked Blasphemy. on a bunch of lo- low level charges. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he gets blowed up in the sept as well. Okay. Pretty sure. I'm actually not certain myself. Or maybe he's just still in the prison, which I think is in the sept anyway. So, uh, yeah, he would have been there when it blew up. Um, either way, he died. Mm. But, yeah, uh, the whole testimony was based on the uh, birthmark. You can see a birthmark accidentally so many ways. Yeah, and, I, and that guy was his squire who's all yeah. like, you know, oh, we lay together. And it's like, well, you you take his armor on and off. It's fair enough to say you might have glimpsed it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. No, to, like, if he could accurately say the amount of folds in his butthole then yeah i think you can build a case but you know the color and shade of his birth like especially a birthmark on the thigh i mean if he could be like does this man have the cock of a dwarf (laughs) no think again (laughs) show me on this banana where (laughs) call the cock merchant (laughs) see there's my spin-off series and even though i know it's not there it's what i want to see next time is more cock merchant (laughs) what's what's this guy's deal how's he living what's 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 going on instead of oysters clams and cockles it's just, just cock, cock cock and cockles <laughs> yep nice <laughs> in unison no less we harmonize surprisingly well uh yeah look spin-off series it's right there it'll be gross and whimsical <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for our reverse watch of it too. <laughs> yep i mean i know i had the idea but still all right well if that puts you out of notes that put me out of notes and we think we know how we're gonna get here then uh i've overworked this uh, exit so um <laughs> That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Good if bye. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch has ended. Wash your hands. Daenerys of half Targaryen, first of her name, the unburned, the queen of the Andals, the Rodnier... Yeah, and the, the first, first man, the queen of marine, Khaleesi of the great grass, great grass. See, I missed that. But protector of the realm, lady regent of the seven kingdoms, kingdoms breaker of change, and mother of dragons, aka ah. Dan Brady. <laughs>